0: This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash podcast to support the show. If you give five bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes. Uh, and I want to give a shout-out to the people on our Discord, which we have. And the link is in the show notes for anyone interested. Yeah. Um, unbeknownst to us, the people there have formed their own community <laughs> and are often doing amazing <laughs> things. And they've actually, they're about to start a friendly atheist podcast at the movies event. So fap at the movies. God
1: damn it. Did you think of that or did they?
0: I wish I did.
1: Oh, good Um, job,
0: boys. They are going to be watching a movie live uh, and making snarky commentary on voice chat. Like a watch along.
1: Oh, a voice chat thing. On voice
0: chat uh, over Discord. Their first scheduled thing is October 7th. Uh, which is a week from whenever you're hearing this, I assume. <laughs> um, and they're watching uh, two movies I've never heard of, but I'm very intrigued by. They're debating. They're voting on this in oh, the okay. Discord network. It's either Darkest Dungeons or Velocipastor. Pastor.
1: Listen, I can I throw in my vote for Philosopaster? Because they also did that movie on How Did This Get Made? And Mikey okay. will not watch it with me.
0: <laughs> and so
1: I need an excuse to watch it.
0: I was told by the mods they have it set up so you can vote for your favorite movie. Do they it. will kind of RSVP. Yeah. There's a way to do that as well. So if any of that intrigues you and you want to watch with like-minded people... Oh, that sounds um, so fun. Yeah, join the Discord and they'll have everything set up for you in there. Again, link to that is in the show yeah. notes.
1: October 7th is a Thursday. Do you have a time?
0: Uh it's a Thursday. Uh I so think. it is. Uh- <laughs> Uh, do I have a time? I am told 7 p.m. Central time, Central. but don't quote me on that. Okay. And then also, oh god, happy early birthday Thank to you. Jessica. Thank you.
1: Thanks very much. And it's funny because it's Thursday night. We usually record on Fridays, and my yes. birthday is on a Friday this year.
0: And I decided, screw that. We'll <laughs> yeah. just do it early. <laughs> Jessica. Yeah.
1: But we're doing a night recording, which we haven't done in genuinely like a year. This is true. Uh, and so we're having some wine. We're going to have a nice long rambly episode. Uh, the you- air is off, so I'm already sweating. As I told
0: Jess before we started this, I not only have so many stories, but a few of them I'm like, they're going to take up like half the episode, so this will be a seven hour episode.
1: Great. Uh, Really quick before uh, we jump in, um, my other podcast, Cooper Duper, just uh, dropped its grand finale. Um, We made it through all of David Lynch's movies, ending on a 17 minute black and white short called What Did Jack Do?, In in which David Lynch interrogates a monkey about murdering a chicken or something. And it's so dumb and terrible and weird. And I was very uncomfortable, like, landing the show and being like, and for our last thing, it's this pile of garbage that I don't understand. But anyway, so that's that's all out. And uh, it's, it's done for now unless David Lynch comes up with a new project <laughs> or there's season four of Twin Peaks or whatever. But uh, but yeah, if anyone is is interested now that it's all bingeable,
0: there you go. Have
1: at it. Go nuts.
0: All right. Let's start with uh, this story because I think I'm the proudest of this one. Here's the backstory you want to know for this. Okay. There is a church called Bethel Church in California. It's the one we have talked about in the past because it's kind of like Christian Hogwarts. It's a school that says, like, magic is real. The supernatural yes. is real. We will train you to I use your th- powers. I think I tried
1: to bully Ross Watcher into doing one on that with, <laughs> Probably. with Anna and Anna Ross and Ca- and, and, Ross and one Carrie. of their
0: longtime uh, pastors, I don't know if he's the founder of the place or pretty close to leadership there. His name is Chris Valatin. And the reason I know this guy's name mm-hmm. is because last year he... Because these people are all, they all think of themselves as prophets who sure. can speak to God. And in 2019, he said God was so angry about Donald Trump's first impeachment, he was going to ensure that Trump gets a second term. Like, this is what God was telling him. It was, it was guaranteed, he said, because, and I'm quoting here, the Lord wants it. The second term of Donald Trump. Uh And then, of course, that did not happen. Uh And here's what surprised me. And we did talk about this on on the show. After Trump lost, uh, Valatin posted an apology online. And he said, I prophesied that he would not be impeached and the fact that he would win another term. And I was completely wrong. I take full responsibility for being wrong. I have always believed that when you make a public declaration, that if you get it wrong, you have to make a public apology, which... All right. All right, look at that.
1: I do not believe in anything he says, but I appreciate that he stands behind his word.
0: And he got a lot of backlash from right-wingers who are like, Dude, there's there's election fraud. He didn't lose yet.
1: Oh, I forgot that people are (laughs) unhinged from reality. Sometimes they forget that we're all not living on the same plane.
0: (laughs) But, you know, he stuck to his guns and said apologizing was the right thing to do. I'm kidding. He oh. totally deleted his apology no! and said, "Well, I guess there's questions out there." And then he just pretended like nothing ever happened.
1: It's really sad how often you catch me with the oh, and then he did the right thing. Just kidding. It's he did
0: It's my favorite thing. It
1: genuinely gets me almost every time. I'm doing it about <laughs> four. Th- I'm doing
0: it like four times this okay. episode. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that's the guy we're talking about, uh-huh. and that's the church we're talking about. Okay. So here's what happens. A few weeks ago, like beginning of September, mm-hmm. Chris Valentin, who's posting old sermons on YouTube, because you know they have a YouTube channel. He yeah. has stuff that's not up there. Yeah, you post gotta it make up that there.
1: content, baby. Hey, absolutely,
0: that's not weird. He posts an old sermon that he gave in 2014 mm-hmm. up on YouTube. What he doesn't realize is what he thinks is a totally awesome sermon during a youth worship camp or something. Uh It actually had a lot. It was he was preaching about purity culture and the importance of abstinence, Mm -hmm. which, again, to him is like, this is a standard sermon I've given before. Mm -hmm. Um, It had some things in there that are arguably sexist, misogynistic, things like that, because that's what happens in that sort of world. And a TikTok user, her name is Rachel Spears, she posted like a one-minute video that's basically several short clips of that sermon with her face reacting to the things, and then basically saying, I'm posting this because that stuff disgusts me, and I don't want anyone else to deal with, like, purity culture the way I had to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So she posted this thing. And let me tell you some of the things he says in this minute-long compilation of clips... Girls, I'm just going to say this to you. Uh-oh. Guys are stimulated sexually through the eyes, women through touch, through the touch.
1: Oh, I have such bad news for him.
0: Uh-huh. And then he says, if you, sure, you say otherwise. His
1: excuse for like not getting laid? Because he's like, Man. anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, he says like, if you suggest otherwise, well, guess what? Quote, whatever, you're a freak.
1: I'm sorry. How? Oh my God! How old all are these guys?
0: People? Like seeing things. All women like being touched, and that is it. That is a binary. There is nothing else. There is no overlap. <laughs> you said this was
1: a youth group that he's talking to. He's
0: speaking to young people for sure. Yes.
1: Can you imagine have, <laughs> being told that something as small as being like aroused or attracted to people by seeing them? Makes you a quote-unquote freak. Can you imagine <laughs> taking on that burden of Yeah, if you're a woman f- and you
0: like looking yeah. at men, like, nope, you're wrong. Nope, it's just a... Okay, so there's that. I'm not done. I'm going to try to... <laughs> We're yeah. going to spend forever I, on this. Yeah, this is why. Uh, Another thing he said, uh, only to women, by the way. Sure. If it's not for sale, girls, don't advertise. Fuck you. If you fish with shark bait, you're going to catch sharks. That's nothing. Uh, he also said, to to mostly, I assume, curvy women, remember, uh, to those who are flaunting it in his mind, remember, there's always someone with a better body than yours. Then...
1: Wait, what?
0: He, he was apparently giving... Um, part of his sermon was a story about how he was ministering to people as part of some, like, juvenile detention, like, I'm assuming, like, juvie jail or sure. something. He was talking to them, mm-hmm. and he's saying he told them about the importance of abstinence and a couple of these really tough kids are like, no one's ever told me I had to value that. Thank you for sharing that. That's, he he spends all of his time telling this story. Mm. Well, here's what he says to them after relaying that message. He's talking about one of the girls that he was speaking to at that thing. And he says, this girl sitting in the front row, my most promiscuous girl there, who was just letting everybody grab her on the basketball court. And then
1: letting everybody grab her on the basketball court. what course. he said. Go on.
0: And then the last thing that was in the TikTok video that this girl highlighted was, I've seen thousands of people's virginity restored. I have hundreds of emails about girls' hymens being restored.
1: The fuck is yes. he talking
0: about? So this is a selection of clips this this girl puts together. Uh-huh. And guess what? That TikTok video goes pretty damn viral because everyone's like, what the hell is this guy doing? Um, and by the way, I again, this the girl who posted it, uh-huh. uh, she's Christian herself. She said, <laughs> I want to quote this because I love it. She said, I'm posting this because too many Christian women are, quote, being fed this horseshit. Whoa. And she didn't want them going through that. Okay, so. Within a couple of days of that TikTok video going up, and it's going viral, and sure. people are seeing it, and they're commenting, and they all know who this guy is, mm-hmm. um, guess what Valentin does? Takes down the sermon from YouTube, which, uh-huh.
1: I mean, in his defense, he has one trick, and he does it well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, on, I think on Instagram or something, but he posts a statement uh-huh. that says this. Someone who I do not know created a short 57 second video using select sound bites from that teaching and posted the clip on social media. Understandably, anyone who saw that short video would be confused as the full context was completely missing. My team took down the original video from YouTube so that we could review it. A few. Which, if your goal is like, she took it out of context. Leave up your video. Let us see the context for ourselves, right?
1: Honestly, that's the honestly. Like, there are so many things that the right wing uses in general. People use when they get caught on things. I guess it's everybody. I shouldn't say only conservatives get caught fucking up, but but also I feel like we notice them a lot more. Um, They, it's always. Context. Oh, it was missing context. You're missing. Con- and like they use that as a shoot. It's the way like fake news used to be of like, <laughs> okay. it's missing context. Like, sir, I just watched an hour sermon. Right,
0: right. One what more context must
1: I have? Do I need to read your autobiography first?
0: And he said he's reviewing it with this team, right? Oh, and yeah. so they never posted it back up. But what he did post on YouTube was like an hour. I'm sorry. It was like a... Uh, Hour long round table with his wife and two other purity culture type advocates mm-hmm. where they discuss issues relating to sex and purity and things like that. Were
1: either of the other ones female?
0: Yeah, one of them, I mean, okay. wife, yes, and one of the other advocates, yes. But okay. basically, they're sharing like all the same things he said in that sermon, mm-hmm. but with basically nicer language, softer, softer yeah. language. But here's the thing. He still says, you know, they took it out of context. It's not fair. Let us share with you the context in which it was intended. Um, Well, but where's the video? I want to see the video. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, the video's not on YouTube because he took it down. There were no copies of it on YouTube. I spent all day looking for this damn video. Yeah? Yeah, I found it. Did you? Oh, I found the whole damn thing.
1: Where? How do you do this? I have secrets. You do have secrets. I have
0: secrets, and I found it. And so now, imagine me finally with my copy, and I'm like, all right, I know he's Was it like the Wayback
1: Machine? Is that what he oh, used? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is that like amateur bullshit? That's
0: amateur bullshit. <laughs> so I get this video. <laughs> so I'm okay, it's 35-minute sermon. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to have to watch this thing and take clips from minutes 3, 7, 12, whatever. Right. No, the first 30 minutes is him telling the story about how he told this youth juvie people uh, about why abstinence matters and uh-huh. they're worth something. All of the clips that we just talked, all of the things he said, mm-hmm. happened in the span of he finished the story. And now let me just summarize for all of you kind of what I'm trying to say. It's It was a three-minute unedited clip from which all of that stuff was taken, followed by a short prayer. Three minutes. Funny. Everything he said was in three minutes. And... Um, I did post links to that. You could see them in the show notes too, but here's the bottom line. nothing was out of context. Of if anything. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> no, of course not. um which which is the whole point. Like I did all that work. <laughs> <laughs> all that for what? <laughs> For the TikTok video was like 90% of the entire thing that he was trying to get across.
1: So it's almost like it wasn't that he was ashamed of what he said. He was ashamed of getting caught saying what he said. And
0: realizing, uh, maybe not yet, but like he didn't realize that any of that stuff was problematic. And of course we know why, because... People like him, the pro abstinence purity mm-hmm. culture people, have been giving this type of talk forever. We've talked about this before. Sometimes you'll hear about a Christian group that somehow inadvertently gets invited to a health class to give sex ed classes. Oh sure, and yeah. they're like, "Kids, I need one of you to chew this gum," oh, and that's the, the metaphor cup. or spit in the cup Ugh. or something like that. And it's like, of course, if we hear that now, a lot of younger people are kind of aware of those stories, and mm-hmm. they're like, "What the hell are you doing?" Mm-hmm. But if you're not in those like areas, you might think, yes, this is a perfect metaphor. Hey, kids, this is a rose. Let us remove its petals one by one. And they think it's fine. It's always worked. It's always a good analogy. Someone in the crowd is like, wow, I've never looked at it that way. So, of course, he didn't see anything wrong with it. But I'm I'm just waiting for him to now respond because... The full context is out there for anyone who wants to see it. So
1: you post, did you post oh, the whole thing yes, site? yes, I posted the you. whole damn thing. Good for you. Uh, Fucking but, but, journalism, man. Yeah,
0: that's what we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> More like stalking and trying to find a thing, but I'll take it. Um, but, like, you, there's no nice way to say the stuff he is trying to say without basically being sexist, without the double standards, because mm-hmm. the whole time he is only talking to women when he's saying all this stuff yeah, in that clip. Yeah, men don't have to
1: do anything. He, women are responsible he for He goes them. through
0: this whole thing where he's like, this was not in the TikTok video, but it was in the three-minute clip, where he's like, ladies, if you're, like, wearing something that you shouldn't be wearing, and then he wears, like, a button-up shirt and he starts removing his own buttons, and he's like, if you're walking around like this... And of course, the crowd is laughing. Like trying
1: to be sexy.
0: Yes, oh. like purposely, like look, I have boobs. Let me walk around with my shirt down or something.
1: Yeah. And it's like I do say that a lot because yes. I do have boobs and walk around. <laughs> How dare you! I'm Oh, I'm so
0: lewd. But yeah. <laughs> he hasn't learned a thing since twenty fourteen oh, no. is of course my take on all this.
1: I mean that's the problem with like Christian culture is it doesn't really value expanding your worldview, so you're gonna say the same shit in twenty fourteen as you believe in twenty twenty one lord knows god i wrote for the friendly atheist almost 10 years ago and i bet if i went back through that i said a lot of cringy garbage no
0: i cringe at things i wrote yesterday but yes i would hope that i learn from it Mm -hmm. even if i don't necessarily go back and say i shouldn't have written that yeah which i'm always thinking always but i would hope people notice like okay you said this stupid thing way back when Mm -hmm. but i've seen what you've said since then and i'm like i hope People notice yeah. before they, like, call me out for something I wrote in 20-whatever. Yeah, yes. Um, okay, I'm moving on to a different story, but it's not really a different story. If you wanted sex advice, mm-hmm. the last person you would want to ask... Is Hemant Mehta. No, I know everything. <laughs> is John Piper. John Piper is one I of those, everything. like... I know everything that's so Larry, fucking funny. <laughs> this, John Piper gets mocked online because he looks like a carbon copy of Larry David. Is that pulled up? Uh I do have a picture pulled up if you want to see. He looks just like Larry David. He is as old as Larry David. Oh There's my God, he looks just I know. Like and so, like, again, I'm not judging. I'm saying, why would you ask a Christian fundamentalist like preacher any of this stuff? Okay. But okay, I get that if you trust the guy and you like his sermons, you might ask him for advice because you like his advice. Here's the question that he got during his like call-in show mm-hmm. where he does advice and stuff. Here is the question. Uh, That's someone, I think one of his co-hosts read to him. My husband likes to use role-playing in the bedroom and various levels of bondage and dominance. Uh He wants me to say things like, I am your slave. He wants me to wear certain collars around my neck. To the far extreme, he likes to fantasize that he's assaulting me, Uh said one unnamed listener. But he's a very nice person outside the bedroom. Here's the question. He only asks if he could play out the fantasy in bed. What should I do? So her question boils down to, can we role play? Okay. In the bedroom. Is that what she's
1: asking? Yes. Or is she trying to say, I don't like it? No. Because that's not what I heard. She didn't say that. Okay. She said,
0: my husband wants to role play, but am I allowed to do that? I think that's the question she's asking this preacher that she, who she
1: trusts. But isn't like a good Christian wife supposed to do whatever her husband wants?
0: <laughs> that is a fair point.
1: Right? Um, like, okay, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Uh. Another, uh, the person who was asking John Piper these questions on behalf of other listeners, he actually was like, I have three questions for you all about the same thing. And another person in the same batch said, uh, basically, a counselor told us role-playing was okay, and I'm quoting here, it was okay in the marriage bed with mutual consent. Right. Which makes sense. Yeah. But again, they're asking like, hey, John Piper, what do you think about that? Because that was like a secular counselor, so Uh should we trust that? Here's his response to all this. Um, he's not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he said. OK. Fantasized sin is sin. No matter how many people agreed on it. Play part is the sin. Play acted sin. Is sin. And then he's quoting Jesus or something as if this is the thing Jesus talked about. He also said, if you if you need ever more kinky sex, which is a weird thing to hear this guy say.
1: That is an uncomfortable if you, phrase. Ever, if
0: you need ever more kinky sex, ever more bizarre, unconventional sexual acts at the expense of your spouse's enjoyment... Which was not in the question.
1: That wasn't in the question,
0: but... You are elevating your appetite above his or her delights. That is not the way of Christ. What was it? Evermore what? Evermore kinky Okay. That is not the way of Christ, which I think he just said Jesus did not role play... Which I had to listen to repeatedly because I'm like, is that what he said? I think that's I mean, what he I said. I
1: think canonically wasn't. Didn't Jesus have his V card when he died? So like,
0: I mean, it wasn't there. I mean, I we guess don't know what he did before 33, really. That is true. He was true. gone.
1: I learned about that in Dogma, the movie. <laughs> Where <laughs> it's I learned like most Christ-
0: the Christian, the Magi mythology. come to visit. Dot dot dot. Et cetera et cetera. Stuff. Then he makes 12 new friends or something <laughs> like. There's nothing (laughs) happening there, so who knows what's going on? You
1: know, hung around with a known sex worker a ton, and I'm sure they didn't (laughs) get up to anything.
0: John Piper went on to say, if you mutually agree to play act a rape, it is sin. If you mutually agree to pretend you are having sex in Times Square with a thousand people watching, it is sin which is a very specific that's example.
1: so specific.
0: If you mutually agree to kind pretend... Square.
1: that's so tacky. ...that you are two strangers who
0: happened upon each other in the woods and have sex, you are sinning. The woods?
1: I'm going to write some of these down.
0: <laughs> like, the thing that is amazing yes. here, the thing that is amazing is he's discouraging, like, everyone. But also giving even, them some
1: really good ideas.
0: <laughs> he's telling even married couples... Like, Christian, married, you were abstinent until you were married, and now you can have each other forever. That's what God wants. But if you dare to fantasize, even
1: in that context, Mm -hmm.
0: no. I
1: wonder what he thinks about actors. (laughs) Like,
0: the the joke people make about abstinence-only sex education anyway is, like, not even a joke, but, like, you haven't experienced anything, right. so how good can it be and how long will it take before you figure each other out? Right. Like, that's not necessarily fun, mm-hmm. even if it gets good. But the point he's saying is like, oh, now you're in marriage? Now you could do whatever you want. Let me limit your pleasure Wh- within even Within these more. confines. right? Like, by the way, this is the same guy, Piper, who has said in the past... Sex dreams were themselves a sign from God. Like, don't you dare think about this stuff. Really? He has also said it's a sin to watch adult movies with your marriage, with your spouse, in marriage. Like, nothing. No fantasizing. Wait, is is it a
1: sin to watch porn by yourself?
0: Um Obviously, yes, in okay. his mind. But also, what if? I think the question he got sure, back "Sure, why can't we watch it was, together? Yeah, we're married. We're in a relationship. Well, not relationship, We're married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we watch it now? No, fantasizing bad. Like, don't get sex advice from people who hate sex. I mean, unless it meets like every item on his like insane Christian short checklist.
1: Genuinely, Christ, it's
0: weird. Do we want the other sex
1: story? While yeah, we're here? let's keep this sex um, train rolling.
0: All right, I. No, like... Evermore I kinky sex I, is
1: a new band of mine though. Yeah, I have it written down. There you go. I like. to cross
0: stitch on Claire. Th- those might have been the two sex stories, but let's move to spanking. Hey, if it's I similar, um, but
1: if I cross stitched Evermore kinky sex, do you think your wife would <laughs> let you hang it in the bed in your bedroom?
0: Listen, new Patreon goal. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make sure it's signed, John Piper. Oh sure. <laughs> Of course. Um, and I, you should cross-stitch his face on it, too. Because do not make me do that. No, I... His Larry
1: David weird face. Yes.
0: All right. I'm talking about spanking, because this pissed me off so much. Okay. Um, there's Spanking
1: a, in a sexual way or in a child no, way?
0: Had they talked about it in a sexual way, we'd be having a different conversation. Yes. But no. Uh, here's what's happening. There's a guy, Pastor Roger Jimenez. He runs one of those... Small, new, independent, fundamentalist Baptist churches. Mm-hmm. His is Verity Baptist Church in Sacramento, California. Mm-hmm. Basically, we've talked about this guy in the past because after the Pulse nightclub massacre mm-hmm. years ago, where like fifty, almost fifty LGBTQ people died or mm-hmm. er, were killed, he said to his congregation, "The real tragedy Uh-oh. was that more of them didn't die."
1: I remember this yeah, gentleman. He's also
0: called for the government to execute people. Uh, just a real regular
1: chill kind nice guy who people should listen to
0: yeah and so one thing so i follow this guy like i follow all these people and so one of the things that he's been doing lately is he's really trying to ramp up his like youtube uh presence sure with higher quality video different types of material not just sermons Mm -hmm. but other stuff he wrote a kid's book all this sort of stuff it's it's honestly it's boring. It's not even <laughs> it's not even Christian bad. Yeah. It's just like dude, you he had he has a video he's like the turtle character of his is going through the United States. Here's the video on like California. The capital is Sacramento. Fucking End of video. You're like what, why would a kid watch this? That was boring. Why did a turtle have to tell me that? What this isn't even are the you point. You to me right
1: now. Okay, Sorry. go ahead. It's Keep late. going.
0: Anyway, one of the things he has actually put some clearly like put some time and effort into is making this series of videos where he talks to his colleagues mm-hmm. in a scenic setting mic'd up uh-huh. so you have this beautiful background. He was at Mount Shasta in California like looks like snow is falling in the background and they're just having a conversation about hot-button issues sure. and topics. Finally. Yeah.
1: Finally, someone's going to tackle these issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the this, the thing he was tackling in one of his latest videos uh-huh. was how to discipline your kids. Ah. And he was doing this with uh, a deacon at his church, Oliver Gonzalez. And so, again, they're they're basically talking about spanking. Let me tell you some of the things Jimenez said, because this is what bugged me as I'm watching mm-hmm. this. Um, he said, you know, sometimes people hear the word beat and they get the wrong idea. Um, we teach parents at his church that you never want to hit your kids with like a closed fist. You yeah. never want to hit them somewhere where it would be inappropriate, like their face. No, <coughs> oh, God Sorry. put God put a section of the body on the children no. that is an appropriate place to administer spanking. No. And of course, we are talking about the bottom. There's a lot of nerve endings there. And there's a little extra cushion.
1: From what? How, do, how does fat on your ass dissipate pain?
0: <laughs> they did not talk about that. The goal is to spank children and to have it hurt.
1: The goal is never: Fuck.
0: The goal is never to injure them. We of course want the spanking to hurt, though. If you're spanking your children and it doesn't hurt, you're not accomplishing anything. unquote. Yikes! and then gonzalez chimes in Uh when you actually spank your kids in a proper way the response is one of love and when i spank them the result is that they learn to obey and obviously that's the goal what we're doing is we're raising adults who will learn to obey their boss at work learn to obey their pastor in a church learn to obey their husband at home
1: can I tell you <laughs> a story from my Montana days that uh-huh. I think we will find relevant here? Um, my uh, A man I worked with, his name is Luke, who's a really talented horseman, also a very uh, devoted Christian. We didn't see eye-to-eye a lot, but he, was a, he was a very good guy. Um, he told me the story about, he worked with this man one time who had this, like, fucking truck full of horses. And as soon as he opened the, you know, the door of the whatever trailer that they were supposed to be in, all the horses just ran to it and jumped in as fast as they could. And Luke had said to this man, like, how do you train your horses to do that? And the man said, horses will do just about anything if you beat the shit out of them enough. Oh. So, I think the parallels here are, even if your kid is more well-behaved, maybe this isn't the sort of way you want to go about it. Like. I work with a horse who is probably 1,500 pounds. Um, He's gigantic. His feet are genuinely probably like this bit, like the size of a dinner dinner plate.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He's a goober, and he's always up in my space, and he can be really dangerous because he just sort of like is whatever. I don't even hit him, and he's a big fucking horse who could kill me. Like, how hard is it to say like, Hitting things is, and here's the thing that I am confused most about. I get the people who are like, well, I was, like, I was spanked as a kid, and I don't think it did any, like, long-term damage to me. I also don't think I learned any lessons from it or changed my behavior, but, like, the people who, when somebody says, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't, like, physically strike your kid, and they get mad, like, it's my fucking right to hit my child. Like, that's the thing that kind of blows my mind of, like, I get saying, like, listen, this is how I, I was raised. I think it was effective, whatever. But the fact that there's, I mean, it must just be defensiveness, right, of, like... But, but the fact that they're so mad that anybody suggests, like, hey, maybe hitting a human is wrong, which we know. We know as adults. I know as an adult. I mean, you
0: would think that if your parents spanked you and you're saying, my kids are obeying me now, maybe they're just saying something to avoid yeah. uh, getting hit. And two, like, yeah, I'm sure they say they love you. They also, as anecdotally, mm. plenty of victims of that have are like, no, I grew up to resent my parents. I did not share yeah. things with them. I don't want them to be a part of my life. Well, I broke the cycle with my own kids, things like that. And again, if you if you grow up yep. to be the type of person who says, I was spanked as a child, and I grew up just fine, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's right. like, no, you grew up to be the person who thinks hitting your kids is okay. 1200%. You're not okay. Yes, okay. You course. think you're fine.
1: Uh, you're not. And, and these <laughs> are the same people who are like, oh my god, my daughter doesn't talk to me anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> like, yes. they're so, people are so baffled why, like, their family doesn't choose to spend time with them outside obligations, and no. all they do are is be terrible to them. Like,
0: imagine, these two guys at this church went to the most beautiful spot they could find with quality equipment and decided what should we talk about that would really help people? Let's talk about how to beat your children. And that's like... So it hurts. It's
1: really fucked that he's like, it has to hurt. Like, it's not
0: enough to like... I was shocked because usually... Like, if you look at, there's a classic book written in the early 90s uh, by Michael and Debbie Pearl called To Train Up a Child, which is kind of the I-want-to-beat-my-kids-handbook for fundamentalist homeschooling Christians. Listen,
1: I don't trust people who say they want to train up a horse or a dog. Mm. Those are troubling words. They're
0: quoting a Bible verse that says if you train up a child to basically uh, uh, obey you, like, he'll turn out right. He'll go on the righteous path. Mm. Don't quote me on that. But they're quoting a Bible verse, but basically they're saying get your kids obedient fast mm. and they'll grow up right. Because if you fail when they're kids, they're doomed. And even they're like, we don't want to hurt them. We just want to make sure they understand what they did. Now, here's what you should do. If it's a larger kid, mm-hmm. uh, use a tree branch.
1: Whoa! Yeah, that's Sorry. in the book. I hope that wasn't too loud. Like, that just startled me. That
0: is the sort of shit that's a in that book. tree
1: branch?
0: Yeah, this is one of those books that people got mad at Amazon for even allowing it to sure. be sold. Okay. In the same way they might like do with. COVID, anti-COVID stuff or mm-hmm. anti-vaccine stuff. Like, get rid of it. No one is being helped by you selling this Jesus book. Christ. Whatever. But that's where they're getting... what They didn't cite that book, mm-hmm. but the ideas overlap. Mm-hmm. But these guys, unlike a lot of the people who followed that book, uh-huh. are like, yeah, we do want to hurt them. That's the Jesus. whole point of this. Like, you Otherwise, said, what's the point? You said it out loud. You weren't uh, supposed to say it out loud.
1: But they, do, but they don't see that as something bad. Do you know where the origin of the phrase rule of thumb is from? No. It is because, um, I don't know when the origin is, but the rule of thumb was meant to say, if you have to beat your wife, you can't do it with anything narrower than your thumb. Because if you do something, if you hit somebody with something narrow, it'll like rip up their skin. Right. But if you hit them with like something wider, it just bruises (laughs) and doesn't draw blood externally. Um, well, and so that up. is what that is from. <clears throat> I, you know what? That's a thing I've learned like 20 years ago. I wonder if it's actually true. I've never looked it up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I'm going to move on to something that is more in a regular wheelhouse. Okay. <laughs> because I've had, I had a difference of opinion on this than several atheist groups that I usually fall in. Like, oh, okay. I agree with in a lot of ways. Here's what happened. New York has a new governor after Cuomo stepped down. Uh, Kathy Hochul. Democrat, uh, fairly liberal Democrat as well. Uh-huh. And obviously, she's still relatively new in the position. So she's still in that process of like trying to establish herself. Sure. And all the stuff that's hard to do for anybody. Last weekend, she was giving a speech at the Christian Cultural Center in Brooklyn. And I don't know if she worships there herself. She mm-hmm. is religious, but I don't know if that's her church or she was just invited to speak there. But she did give a speech there. As governor, uh-huh. not as a random person who happens to go there. Uh-huh. And one of the, the gist of her speech was, we all had to be vaccinated to be in this room right now. This mm-hmm. church uh, requires, I, mean, I don't know if they require vaccinations or strongly encourage it. Okay. I don't know, remember what the rules are. But she was basically saying there's nothing contradictory between vaccine, getting vaccinated, wearing masks, and living out your faith. There's nothing hypocritical about that, even though some conservative Christians have been arguing that. Mm -hmm. So on that point, yeah, of course, I'm right there with her. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what she said, because this is what angered some atheist groups. Okay. We are not through this pandemic. I wish we were, but I prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers, he made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us, and we must say, thank you, God, thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated. Oh, cool. Um, All of you, yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know there are people out there who are not listening to God and what God wants. Mm -hmm. They know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. Hmm. So that's her speech.
1: Oh, I love okay, it.
0: So I'm hearing that and I'm like, okay, I get the religious language. She, in a lot of ways, she's talking like Joe Biden often talks, sure. which is he's religious. Yeah. Of course, his words are going to be faith based in some way. Mm. But I took that to mean, look, there's no contradiction between vaccines and the masks and our beliefs. Yep. And we can use the language of religion because I'm speaking to a Christian audience here yeah. in church, even though it's on YouTube, people can see it, but I'm speaking to a church audience. Yeah. Let me use the language you're comfortable with, and yeah. maybe I'm comfortable with, to encourage you to do the thing that I would be asking you. That's if, how fucking a public thing.
1: speaking works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> She'd be saying the same thing to a secular crowd, maybe with different words. Uh-huh. But the message itself, I mean, she's not proselytizing. Mm-hmm. She's not telling anyone they got to. They, she's not saying get vaccinated because God wants you to. Mm-hmm. She's telling a Christian crowd, hey, if you believe in God and God does everything, mm-hmm. this vaccine could easily be a gift from God, which makes sense to that audience. So yeah. this is the dilemma. I hear that and I'm like, I- it's a religious Politician speaking to a religious crowd Mm -hmm. using religious rhetoric.
1: I forgot it was a politician.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not illegal. It's not wrong, even though she's speaking as governor and not a private citizen or something. Mm -hmm. I wasn't bothered by it. No, I'm not. She wasn't talking to people like me.
1: That's the thing.
0: Sure. Yeah,
1: we are not her primary audience. Not in that talk right there.
0: (laughs) Um, I should say. Uh, I want to make sure I'm pulling this up like the freedom from religion foundation and and they're not the only ones. I think American Atheists too. I hope I'm not wrong there. They were they were very upset about these uh statements. They were asking her to refrain from doing that ever again.
1: No. Oh, um come on, guys. Yeah.
0: Uh, This is
1: no. Let me
0: quote from the Freedom From Religion Foundation after they explain what she did.
1: Okay.
0: Um, She appears to be insensitively saying that God did not want great things for the 1 in 500 Americans who have died in the pandemic.
1: No, 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 no. The FFRF leaders
0: reminded her that the vaccine did not come on high like manna from a deity and that it is the heroic scientists, doctors, and researchers who deserve the praise. She said that. She said, God gave us those scientists researchers. So
1: fucking what? Yeah.
0: I'm just putting it out there. I agree. I don't think it's a big deal.
1: This is why everybody hates us, (laughs) Hemant. Honestly, like, genuinely, all of my anti-white male bullshit does (laughs) less damage than this kind of bullshit. Because let me tell you why. This is the time that the country, that people are aware of atheist groups is when they pull this sort of shit like, when the 9-11 memorial happened and atheists were like, you can't put up those crossbars for whatever. Like, come the fuck on, guys. Like, what are we doing? What is our I goal I See, I would here? make a different
0: argument on the crossbar thing. But here's the last sentence of FFRF's uh, Hokel thing. Hokel needs to stand up as much for the separation of religion and government as she is standing up for vaccinations. And again, I'm hearing her speech.
1: I'm I not. saw no
0: contradiction there. You
1: guys. I would be
0: with them if, because I've heard Republicans do it. I'm not giving her a pass because she's a Democrat. No. I'm saying, I'm listening to her speech that didn't strike me as proselytizing or preachy. It's a Christian politician speaking to a Christian audience using their language. Yeah. That is rhetoric. It, that is strategy. That is not, uh, that doesn't bother me.
1: Well, and it's not like fucking illegal to believe that God sent you know, God sent intelligence to doctors or whatever she believes. Like, it's not... This is such a nothing burger. You guys, we have to be better. (laughs) We absolutely had to be better about this. We need to pick our battles.
0: And I love FFRF. I think they're wrong. No, yeah,
1: I I understand. I am, like, torpedoing my chances of being a part of (laughs) FFRF as I speak right now, but it's just... This isn't a good use of our time or our money or our, frankly. I should frankly, say, they're
0: not filing a lawsuit. No, they sent I a letter know. just saying, hey, but don't do that. But we as
1: atheists have, frankly, very little, like, <laughs> social cachet to cash in. And this ain't it, fam. <laughs> like, this is stupid and
0: dumb. I'm sorry. Speaking of which, okay, you're going to love this. Steven Pinker, the, the guy with the hair from Harvard who writes books. Steven Pinker. God, uh, the
1: hair? Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, look up.
0: it up. So he his written books. Some of them get a ton of praise. They're these big, long works. Uh, the, the Better Angels of Our Nature, oh, things that like that. Uh, the the what's what else has he done? The Blank Slate.
1: Oh, he does have great hair. I remember right? he kind of looks like a it's, male Carol King. Maybe yes,
0: there you go. Does he look
1: like a male Carol King?
0: Okay, you're gonna love this. Okay, he's coming out with a new book called Rationality. Is that the name of the book? Rationality, what it is, why it seems scarce, why it matters. He just rolls out these books every couple of years, but really his whole thing is social justice is weird and Black Lives Matter goes too far and critical race theories. He's one of those guys. I
1: did not know that. I remember like the same
0: as all the rest of those intellectual dark web types.
1: I feel like Better Angels of Our Nature was like a big hit, wasn't it?
0: It was a big hit. Was it a good book? Not really. Oh, did you read it? Enough of it. I did read about half of it. Then I'm like, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. Like, anyway,
1: a book review finds a terminal oh, paradox oh, wait, at the don't, heart don't of his argument. don't go there! Don't go oh, there! I didn't. I'm sorry. I, I'm not. Talking I just about wanted the paradox. to see his hair.
0: <laughs> I'm not talking about the paradox. I just want to read you one sentence okay, from the book because okay. it's the greatest okay. sentence. <laughs> it's the greatest <laughs> sentence ever written, and it's the only thing anyone's going to remember from this book. Great. Because otherwise, it's one of those like rationality is important. Let me not tell you about my friendship with Jeffrey Epstein now, <laughs> like that sort of thing. Okay, here's the associated
1: he with Epstein.
0: He helped. He basically argued in court that the law, as it stands, uh-huh. doesn't really let Epstein. Uh, be, you can't find him guilty. The law doesn't really address the thing he did. He so in a loose sort of way. So
1: I'm sorry, he's like Jeffrey Epstein is fine because of a technicality.
0: Yes, cool guy. And but he's like, but we, we should read friends, more. Of his you show. guys, yeah. Let me tell you about being rational. <laughs>
1: we weren't okay. friends. I just was on his plane sometimes. What's the big deal? <laughs>
0: That's not even why I'm getting into this. Okay, Okay, let me read you the sentence. He's basically arguing that like rationality is important. We should be rational. Mm. Unfortunately, the idea of rationality is uncool, and we got to overcome that. I'm
1: very cool.
0: Uh, Well, here's the sentence. Though I cannot argue that reason is dope, fat, chill, fly, sick Mm. or da bomb. So and strictly speaking, I cannot even justify or rationalize reason. I will defend the message on the mosaic. We are to follow reason.
1: I am that was a real so sentence. embarrassed for him. I
0: know. He's not saying that ironically in any way. No, I am. That is a real sentence. I am
1: flat sweating. Genuinely, that made that me uncomfortable. You
0: have to assume many, many editors saw.
1: And we're like, yeah, <laughs> this is how kids talk.
0: <laughs> this is a line My from. My great
1: grandson says this all the time.
0: This is a little paragraph from what they wrote on Slate. There is a lesson here. Well, there are two. The first lesson is just no. The second is about what happens to you when you go from being an actual public intellectual, a smart scholarly person who writes books and speaks in public about complicated subjects, dot, 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 to a modern public intellectual who is someone who does paid speeches and panel appearances for business-oriented upper-middle and upper-class audiences. that's
1: the job I want.
0: I know. Um, Anyway, that's the greatest sentence ever. that
1: is... So embarrassing, isn't
0: it? Oh, I love it,
1: my sweet baby Jesus. I swear, every
0: review of this book, which again, big author, big publisher, yeah. big rollout, every review of the book is, you guys, you got to read this sentence. sentence. Though <laughs> <laughs> it is glorious.
1: That's very funny.
0: <laughs> okay. This story, I don't think anyone's heard this story because it's local mm. and it's it's not in the news really. Okay.
1: Here, Ooh, do you have... Uh, I'm so
0: excited right now. Do you now.
1: have... Uh, the follow-up on the Bennett thing that's happening?
0: Uh, go on. What? No,
1: no, you see your All thing. Right, I'll, I'll say my thing. You figure
0: them. it out. Okay, we're in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. There is a school district there, the Linmar Community School District. Mm-hmm. They have a board of education. I think there are six members on it. They have three open seats, and elections are on, like, November 2nd, whatever's coming up. Okay. So elections are a month from now. There's, like, a bunch of people running for these three seats, mm-hmm. which is good. You want to see people run for school board. Um, to run for office for that particular office, the rules say you got to have a signet like a petition. Uh, 50 people need to sign your petition saying, yes, I want this person on the ballot. Okay. So 50 people have to sign it. They even say, if you look on there like, here's, if you're interested in running, here's what you got to do. There's a one page little PDF. And on it, it says, yeah, you need 50 signatures. We would actually encourage you to get some more, maybe 60, 70, because uh-huh. inevitably some of these are going to get disqualified. That's maybe,
1: generally what they say when you're
0: running for any kind of office. Exactly. Everyone tries to get a few more than mm-hmm. you really need. Because you assume some of them will get knocked out for being duplicates or someone challenges them. Yes. Yeah. So there is one of the people running for this off uh, for school board. Her name is Geraldine Jones. She submitted her petition, and it became very clear to other people who saw the thing she turned in that the signatures for a husband and wife at the same home looked Mm. basically identical. They're like, two different uh, people did not write these things. Uh, and she basically said, yeah, they didn't. Though, I, when I knocked, I'm going to make this up, so don't quote me on this. But she okay. basically said, I, I knock on their door to get signatures. Maybe the husband's at work, the wife was home. And I'm like, would you sign my petition? And the wife would sign it. Mm-hmm. And then the wife would ask her something like, can I sign on behalf of my husband? He's mm-hmm. not home right now. And she's like, sure. And the people at the door said, sure. So they signed on behalf of their husband.
1: Okay, But...
0: Iowa law says you're not allowed to do that. The person signing any elected office signature thing has to be that person. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's the dilemma, right? Like, and if you knock out all those husbands' signatures, I think there were 16 of those husbands who didn't actually sign their own names. Um, If you knock those out, she doesn't hit the 50 name threshold, okay so mm-hmm. that there's the dilemma again local low stakes sure the question is should she be on the ballot um because this is what some of her competitors were saying like well she didn't hit the rules why should she be allowed yeah. at the same time people are like come on yeah like she even went to these people got them to sign like sworn signed affidavits s- with the husbands there saying like I would have signed this thing I'm fine with my wife doing it for me yeah but she's also by doing that she's admitting, Yeah, I totally broke the rules, like, by letting the... Okay. But you get my point. She did break the rules. She admits she did it, but Mm -hmm. she's like, come on. And everyone who's on her side on this are like, okay, fine, we get it. But, like, Uh, seriously, who cares? Yeah. So the school board, the current school board, said we'll form a little committee, subcommittee, to just decide how Mm -hmm. to handle this. And they asked her, hey, come in to speak to us about this. Why am I telling you all this? Wondering that. Because. Because... when they asked her why would you do this? She argued oh, everything no. I did was fine. Everything I did aligns with the law, which it does not. But she said it also aligns with Uh-oh. the Bible because Uh-oh. the Bible it says when husband and wife get married, the husband and wife become one flesh. Therefore, Oof. one vote from a uh, from the wife
1: counts as two, really? Honestly, I am more impressed by this argument because I thought the argument when when you when you first said it, it, the signatures were the same, the husband and wife. I was sure the end of this story was going to be well, I got the husband to sign, and the husband legally owns his <laughs> wife, so she doesn't <laughs> get her own individual right. opinion. No,
0: she's like they're flesh; so, they're
1: one flesh. One so person this counts is as a two. Different flavor of weird.
0: Yeah, and if, okay, I'll tell you the ending in a second. But in the meantime, she's posted on Facebook. I have been dragged through the mud. Oh, my God. Democrats play dirty. Oh. (laughs) They're actively seeking to smear and discredit a strong conservative Republican woman.
1: Excuse me. Do you have to put your, um party affiliation down when you're running for school board? Because I do not think you do. Or (laughs) as it turns out,
0: the person who's like, hey, school board, what the hell are you allowing here? Because she broke the rules. It turns out, coincidentally, that the person who said that, who is also running for a seat on the school board, Mm. also happens to be a local Democratic Party chair. Well, which is coincidental, but also she's like, this is a partisan witch hunt against me.
1: Yeah, um, this is what the Democrats are doing <laughs> with our time. I
0: should say the school board, which is like, why are you bothering us with all this? Like, OK, they finally decided, look, we think we it's just not a big deal to us. Yeah. So fine, we'll keep you on the ballot. Uh, but whatever they the, the fear here is it's setting a precedent that says eh, if you don't like the rules, screw them. <laughs> Which is, I don't like it. Yeah. But they, they took your approach to most of the story, which is, doesn't seem like a big deal. Yeah. The Bible argument's silly, but we're not doing this because of that. Yeah. Anyway, I was totally amused by the Bible argument That's because really I'd never heard of it before. funny. Um,
1: One legal fresh. Wait, I have the Bennett thing pulled oh, please. up. please. Okay, so last week we talked about So Bennett Academy um, is oh, in yes. Lyle. Uh, which is very close to where Hammond and I live. Um, we, I certainly know people who went there. Um, the girl who bullied me when I was a kid mm-hmm. went there, so I don't have good feelings about it. So um, we talked about it last week because they had. Hi- it's a Catholic academy. They had hired a, uh, a lacrosse coach for the girls' team. Um, and when this woman signed her paperwork, she put down her emergency contact, her next or whatever, and put her, I think, her wife, right? Yes. Yeah, her wife. So the so Bennett fired her, there's a huge uproar, Bennett brought her back on. Right. Supposedly a, happy yeah, a lot act. of
0: donors were like we're going to pull our money so oh, I assume Oh yeah.
1: Oh boy. So yeah, they, they said, were getting we're some bad. Fucking rap. Last
0: week we found out, yeah, they rehired her and she seemed fine with that, like she's just going along with it and it seemed to calm the storm.
1: So so we thought it was settled. Yes. Um, apparently, there is um, a school chancellor. I don't know what a chancellor is or does. Um, but it's Abbott Austin Murphy of Precipi- Precipius Abbey. Precipius? What is pre- P-R-O-C-O-P-I-U-S? Precipius?
0: I have no idea what we're saying anymore. But what does this dude do?
1: Um, He had some shit to say. And he said, quote, he was deeply troubled by the school's decision, which calls into question its adherence to the doctrines of the Catholic faith.
0: So the question is, are they going to reverse reverse course now? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I don't think they've done anything different yet. This dropped on
1: Tuesday and nothing has come of it yet. Um, Murphy said that the hiring decision raises questions of whether the public lives of Catholic school employees should follow the church's moral teaching. Um, And again,
0: the discussion we had about her is that she's kind of outside the idea that all the people who work at a Catholic school have to follow Catholic doctrine because right. she's not in charge of teaching Catholicism. Right. Right. And that was like a court case that someone else won in another state.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she's that's why I think Bennett... Academy basically said, yeah, fine, we can keep you here. And it's not violating our, there's no hypocrisy. It's
1: another technically it's fine. Um, So a couple more quotes from Murphy. In turn, I want to let everyone know that I am a, I'm taking this matter to prayer and discerning how to proceed. Disagreements about the morality of homosexual acts should not be construed as hate. If we (laughs) give into the voices that say disagreement equals hate, then we allow civil discourse to perish
0: yeah disagreement that's what this is about
1: these fucking monsters can you imagine you want civil
0: rights I don't want civil rights. why can't we agree to disagree
1: that uh all right. i just i simply cannot I
0: don't know who that guy is I don't know how much power he has, but i uh, you tell me if they actually reverse reverse course I I will, I'd be... I'll
1: keep an eye on it all right let's
0: Something happened this morning. The Supreme court decided they were taking up another case involving religion, uh, which is never good news with this court. Here's what's going on. Uh, this case involves a Christian flag, which is like a white flag, but in the corner where the stars Mm -hmm. would be on the U S flag. It's like a blue square Uh with with a red cross cross inside. That's a Christian flag that some people use. Here's the story behind this flag. Um, Several years ago in Boston, a guy named Harold shirtleff uh, he's the director and co-founder of something called Camp Constitution, which is a nonprofit group that's basically promoting Christian nationalism everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, which he's allowed to do. In 2017, he applied for a permit to raise the Christian flag outside Boston's City Hall Plaza. Hmm. And Boston, uh, he said, I want to commemorate Constitution Day and Citizenship Day. Um, and the city- with the
1: traditional symbol of a cross
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, and the city of Boston said, No, you were not putting up your Christian flag.' And he's like, how dare you discriminate against me? And they're like, well, we don't allow other religious flags or an atheist flag or whatever. There's no discrimination here. And his, he came back with, well, you allow the flag of Portugal to go up when you had a, like an ambassador or someone visiting. And the flag of Portugal includes something that's shaped like a cross. Oh,
1: Christ. and a fucking cross. Yeah, crutch. that was really? his argument.
0: And the city was like, oh, and he's like, the you have the flag of Boston, which has a Latin phrase that translates to God be with us as he was with our fathers. He's like, see, you allow religious stuff. You just don't like me and my stuff.
1: Jesus, the, honest, the intellectual dishonesty will never stop making yeah. me mad. I don't think it ever will.
0: They basically said, look, there's an argument to be made for the country's flags. That is a secular argument for Uh putting up the country's flags. And same with the Boston State, uh, Boston City flag, whatever. You could make a secular argument for why they were allowing those to go up, but not his explicitly religious flag. So, of course, he files a lawsuit. Mm. This is in 2018 saying discrimination. And the district court was basically uh, it took. A couple of years before they got a verdict on this thing. But in 2020, the district court said they rejected it. And the judge okay. said at the time, the city did not alter its procedures for review of flag applications just because you wanted this Christian flag up there. What they decided to do was consistent with their practice and policy. Okay. So this wasn't discrimination. They treated you like they treat everyone else. They followed their rules. And you didn't qualify. There's nothing weird about that.
1: And he took that well?
0: He took it very well. So he appealed the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> by the way, the judge in that district court also said, what about the Portugal flag? What about the Boston flag? She said, all of these flags, although they contain religious imagery, are secular flags of sovereign nations. Thank
1: fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, somebody has their head on their shoulders. Yeah, the
0: court is not convinced that flags of countries or secular organizations and entities that contain religious references or imagery are the same as the Christian flag that this guy wants to fly from the city's flagpole. Yeah. So he appeals that decision. And last summer, pandemic summer, um, this goes to an appellate court. All these church state separation groups and atheist groups are like, D- just, just keep what you got. The earl- the district court's decision was the right one. Right. Just keep that. And they said two things. They said the original decision was, it fits with our understanding of the establishment clause, no establishment of religion uh-huh. and Boston's policy saying we're not doing any religious flags. That's good for religious freedom. <laughs> like it respects diversity of all city <laughs> residents. Um, and by declining his demand that it display a religious symbol, the city upheld its, it's uh, you know, respect to all religions. Okay. Oh. And earlier this year, so now we're in 2021, Uh earlier this year, the First Circuit Court of Appeals said, yeah, the earlier decision was the right one. Um, The refusal to fly the flag simply cannot be construed to suggest the disparagement of this guy's religion.
1: (laughs) Which, of course, It feels so rare that you read me a, like, a court ruling and I don't want to cry afterward. I know, right?
0: So, that was written, by the way, by a Reagan appointee judge. Oh. And the two other Clinton appointees who were on the bench were like, yeah, what he said. Cool. So, unanimous decision. The earlier decision was right. Mm. Everyone who has looked at this case is like, everything's fine. Boston's decision was fine. Who is this guy? Uh, so the guy's like, "I want the Supreme Court to look at this."
1: Sure, they and, don't have anything better to do.
0: And Thursday morning, fuck off, really. This is what the Supreme Court said. They said, "Of all the cases we're going to hear next term, this is going to be one of them." Yeah.
1: Oh Christ.
0: Yep. So Why again, did
1: you let me feel so nice? I for know. Like the last I, few I had minutes. you going
0: for a second. And remember, this is the same court that when. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was on it and Amy Coney Barrett was not. Uh This is the same court that said yes to a giant Christian cross on public property. Mm -hmm. And again, I think the argument we talked about at the time was why did some of the liberals sign on to that one? Mm-hmm. And the reason was they knew they were going to lose it. And so they were signing on to a narrower interpretation that said this giant oh, cross yes. has always been up there. Yes. So like, okay, if it was up there a hundred years ago or don't something, put new shit. don't put up new shit. That yeah. was their way of like trying to limit the damage. Mm-hmm. But now it's not a seven, two decision. Like back in the day, now it's, it would be an eight, one decision. Cause yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was one of the dissenters there. So now we have an, a court that has said Like that, we already know the six conservatives on the court are leaning in the direction of religious privilege. That if you say I'm doing something because of my faith, no one can say no to you. I don't want to wear masks in a pandemic. Are Are you Christian? Okay.
1: 90 minutes until my birthday, and now I'm sad. I'm
0: trying to get this all in before your birthday. Am I
1: supposed to ring in 36, the most important age? Sad.
0: (laughs) Welcome um, to my life. Quick
1: sidebar, speaking of... Yes. Wait, are you done with that? Uh,
0: pretty much. I mean, they're taking up this case. I mean, to me, it seems like it's going to be one of those other decisions where, of course, the conservatives are going to say it's okay for the flag to go up, and the, the, the two liberals left on there, or whatever, three liberals left on there, will try to do whatever they can to limit the damage. Either they write a nasty dissent, or they're like, fine, we agree with you, but only on these terms... And, again, they could theoretically say, fine, the city can't discriminate against religious flags on the basis of religion Mm -hmm. if they allow any other flags. But Boston could change their rules to just say no one gets to put anything up anymore. That's a way to fix it. Guess who's about
1: to buy a ton of Islamic flags? (laughs) Right.
0: And Satanists could get their flags up there. How glorious would that be? Great. I mean, this I know how the verdict's going to play out, mm. and I also know what the response is going to be. So, mm. like, the best thing you can hope for is we know what the court's going to do. Well, let's start Might as well make up them, those yeah, flags. <laughs> make them pay for it after they do what they're yeah. totally going to do. But anyway, this is a thing that's going to happen. The question I uh. don't know the answer to, partly because I'm not a lawyer, partly because who knows what the hell's going to happen, mm-hmm. is... How, what's the real issue at stake here? Yeah, is it like any agency can't discriminate, can't say no religion when it's advertising or anything like that? Like, what does the new it's rule just have to It's giving them be?
1: carte blanche that is, as long as it's backed by my religion, then I can do whatever the fuck yeah. I, I mean. That's, I mean, isn't that just the aim of the GOP right now If, like, you can't make me do anything I don't want to do, especially if it's because of my religion?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's where the court's heading Fuck to.
1: Republicans. They can genuinely go jump jump up with their own ass, um, which but is something s-
0: John Piper disapproves of.
1: It's <laughs> a good one. Thank you. Um, do you know who John Hinckley Jr. is?
0: The guy who shot uh, <laughs> shot Reagan.
1: Yeah. So speaking of Reagan, that gentleman, uh, John Hinckley Jr., not Reagan, just got out of jail. He's uh, yes. he's out of jail with no restrictions, and
0: I think the family. Was, like, against him leaving... Of Reagan? Or
1: of his family? No, uh,
0: Reagan's family, whoever's left, is like, yeah, no, we don't want him out. I'm sorry, I don't want to speak because I don't have it in front of me and I don't remember. But there was controversy over whether they should let him go, uh, even though he's super old now, Mm. uh, but also... Why are we letting him free? Look what he did.
1: Yeah, it is kind of strange, but I mean, he, he, uh...
0: And I don't know where you know, his he, mind is at now. I don't know where his mind was at back in the day. Uh, has he, has he served his time? Has he, like, really paid the price for it?
1: moving from a Washington Psychiatric Hospital to his mother's home. Right. His mother is still around. There. Mm-hmm. God, his poor... Can you imagine being like an 80-something-year-old woman and then your son gets out of jail and you're like, oh, now I have to fucking care for you (laughs) again? These are my golden years, John. Anyway.
0: Think about what you've done. This is the one case where spanking is like, okay. Well,
1: I mean, maybe if he'd been spanked more or less, he wouldn't (laughs) have done what he did. Unclear what caused it. Um. So he Reagan was The assassination attempt Was in 1981 mm-hmm. So Reagan had 40 died 40 years in, ago 40 years ago Which is Jesus Christ
0: mm-hmm.
1: So if Reagan had died mm-hmm. Bush would have yes. Been president At least in that first Chunk of the 80s I,
0: He theoretically Could have run again In 88 I think Yeah because he didn't works. Fulfill his
1: whole Wouldn't have fulfilled right. His whole term How do you ever wonder, think, like, the, the sort of, like, butterfly wing effect mm. of, like, what do you think the world would look like now if Reagan had been... I don't Reagan do it in been... that
0: situation. I do it with the Al Gore 2000 situation where sure. he should have won. Sure. And imagine that domino effect right there. Oh, well,
1: I do it with the Reagan thing because he should have died.
0: <laughs> but yeah, then what would I'm have changed? Yeah, I'm it and I'm not but taking But what would it? have changed?
1: I think that people... I, I think that Reagan had char- charisma. Yeah that sort of uh, lubricated, for the lack of a better term, lubricated his ideas to make them more palatable. Um, I and you think, think it
0: wouldn't have gone as well I'm if H.W.? I'm sorry, to you
1: H.W. is a particularly charismatic gentleman? Or do you think he's a wonky nerd who apparently grabbed women's asses?
0: Hmm. While
1: well, he was in a wheelchair, I think, if I remember right. Anyway, I just I, I do not think that Bush could have gotten the things done that Reagan did just based on like lack of public support based on lack of charisma. And I haven't thought about that.
0: Yeah. I haven't thought about the Reagan one much.
1: All my domino effect
0: stories begin with 2000. With
1: 2000, which is <laughs> honestly super fair. And another Gore story. I think
0: I saw someone on Twitter like, can you imagine if story, Gore went around doing rallies saying, I won the election like a year after 2000. And like, he actually had a reason to do it. Unlike Trump. Anyway. Uh,
1: yeah, you All right, like. here's
0: one for you. Okay. Since we're talking about Veeps. <laughs> uh, this is in North Carolina they have they elect their governor and lieutenant governor on separate tickets they don't run together oh interesting and so at, the governor is roy cooper the who's a democrat the lieutenant governor is a guy named Mark Robinson, who's a Republican, mm-hmm. who only won with, like, I think 52% of the votes. Like, really close race. Mm-hmm. The Republican won the lieutenant governor position. Okay. But thankfully, the governor. Tell me what state
1: this is This be. is North Carolina. North Carolina.
0: Um, but anyway, that guy's lieutenant governor. Uh. He's basically irrelevant unless something happens to Roy Cooper. Mm-hmm. But of course, he's planning, uh, probably, to run for governor. Yeah. At the next possible the, opportunity. The,
1: gover- the governor training wheel job. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so last weekend, he was at a thing called the Salt and Light Conference, which is a Christian thing. What is and, that a reference
1: and, to, I wonder?
0: Oh, r- religious references. But here's some of the things he said. Because, like, this was, this is Marjorie Taylor Greene level unhinged. Oh, good. Insanity. Um, Because I get that he's going to speak about God to this audience. Mm -hmm. Again, same with Hochul. Not weird in and of itself. But here's what Robinson said. You know, as for this not being a Christian nation, yes, it is. If you don't like it, I'll buy buy your plane, train, or automobile ticket right up out of here. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. This will always be... Excuse me, sir? Sir? Is that
1: offer on the table? I would like to move to Scotland, please. (laughs) Yeah,
0: this will always be a Christian nation. It was established by him. God Almighty uh, said... This is a nation I can get behind. So this is still a Christian nation. Okay. So what about there's England? that. Wasn't
1: that like the big Christian nation? Wasn't <laughs> wasn't that supposed to be God's chosen leader of the people?
0: Nope. America. Oh. US. That's what God likes. Nothing else.
1: So God's plan was we're gonna populate this land with millions of individual tribal groups who, you know live amongst each other, sometimes worrying, sometimes environment. uh, sometimes Sometimes worrying, sometimes not. What God wanted was for some white people to show up on the shore kill all of those people. Yes. And then continue to mine the earth until it's basically stripped of all of its goodness. It's in the Bible. Cool. In the third Testament. Cool. 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 Um, And then he's not
0: done yet. So after oh, declaring okay. how this is totally a Christian nation and everyone else is wrong mm. and very David Barton esque lies Fucking about the history. Then he gets to this. I'm going to read this, this part. Cause it's insane. I'm tired of turning on my TV after a school shooting And watching folks come together on school grounds where they done told me, I can't pray, I can't bring my Bible, can't mention my God, can't say nothing about Jesus Christ, but as soon as there's a school shooting, everyone's down at the schoolyard praying. Dot, dot, dot. If you had let God come in that building before that shooting, if you had told those students Jesus Christ is the way and the light and only through him can you receive salvation, there wouldn't have been no school shooting. You done kicked God out of your school Children don't know whether they're men or women. They're murdering each other with impunity. Had to squeeze in the transphobia.
1: Just yeah, the transphobia just really out came out of nowhere, huh? Yeah.
0: But yes, if you inserted God in school forcibly, then school shootings would not happen I know we've done this one before. Of course we have. But again, I mean, we can
1: do the. Of course, you can bring your fucking Bible you, to your yes, school. You God idiot. is not
0: out of school. You can pray in school. You can have a Bible club meeting at school. It's fine. No one's stopping Meet me at you. The flagpole, brah. You cannot force prayer, your prayer, on everybody. That's the rule. That's the thing. And of course, they never seem to get that ever because they're not. They're not in a job that requires them to be honest. They're speaking to Christians who are not going to call them out on this.
1: How often, Hammond, how often do you just feel exhausted by this stuff?
0: It's every day, but also it's what I do. So I don't get to just be like, come on. Yeah. It's like, all right, here's this story again.
1: Uh, I I remember when I was writing for you i would be like hey i'm taking this week off which like you didn't care about i would mm-hmm. you paid me per article or however mm-hmm. it worked like it didn't matter but i was just like i actually just fucking can't with this right now like i am so sad
0: this guy's the lieutenant governor of north carolina he's not a random guy running to be no- lieutenant governor of north carolina he's there he's a heartbeat away from the governorship it's happening like he, this guy just, won the election
1: what are we- what are people doing All
0: right, I got one more for you then I'll be done and you can have your damn birthday oh <laughs>
1: we have to talk about Squid Game
0: oh yes uh, yeah sure let's do that in two minutes in <laughs> um, no I'm in only Texas. on episode
1: three or four. Oh, come
0: on you can't even talk about it then I can't well okay. it's, it's
1: got closed captioning I can't do it while I'm cross stitching Hemet. <laughs> It's really difficult for me to just sit and focus on a thing for
0: when I was doing other.
1: Yeah, but you have a whatever. I I don't know. I'm doing my. I assume
0: the kids fed themselves.
1: I did fully try try to commit to watching it before tomorrow, (laughs) but then you scheduled for tonight. I was like, "Fuck it."
0: Yep. (laughs) Texas uh, this week filed a Texas lawmaker, Glenn Rogers. He's Mm -hmm. a state rep. He filed a resolution uh, that shocked me because I would have thought this happened a long time ago, the resolution is to make the Bible mm-hmm. the official state book. Why is that shocking? Finally. How is this already not the official state what, book in what Texas?
1: State? Texas? Texas. Texas. She, what is the official state book of Texas? They the don't have state a book. book of it's Texas. Yeah, that's fair. Um,
0: so his resolution, again, it's not like... <laughs> Their it's state a,
1: book is a PowerPoint slide. <laughs> it's not a law...
0: It's just a resolution. It's symbolic, but it says, you know, the Bible has filled many roles in the saga of Texas. It serves as a powerful symbol of continuity and state leadership. Back in the day, people recorded life events such as births, marriages, and deaths in the family Bible. Mm. Um, As a prominent, it's a prominent element in the rich fabric of our Texas heritage. Dot, dot, dot. Make the Bible the official state book. Okay, here's the thing. One, I can't believe this hasn't happened in Texas. Of course. Two, it's a supermajority Republicans in Texas. They they could do whatever they want. But Mm -hmm. let me give you a couple of reasons this Mm -hmm. might not work. Really? Yeah. One is he just said make the Bible the official state book. Which one? Which version do you like, dude? Because yeah, we
1: try to do that to them and they do not take that bait. Maybe we should stop Some, ringing that bell. <laughs> sometimes
0: they do. Sometimes they do. Here's the other thing in other states where they have tried to pass the same resolution, uh-huh. it hasn't worked. And the reason is partly because, like, you have an official state flower, you have an official state whatever. And it's like you're elevating or not elevating, you're putting our Bible on par. With like
1: with the cardinal. With
0: the cardinal, <laughs> like with the state bird. And they're like, our book is better than that. It's not just some random symbol. So, like, by demoting it to that level, some Christians some conservative Christians have been like, No, 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 don't you put us on par with this other stuff. And again, that has been the rationale for why these same bills have failed. Yeah. My favorite version of that ser- by the way, it's failed in Tennessee, West Virginia, Mississippi, Louisiana.
1: Okay. States
0: overwhelmingly Republican. Yeah. Those states tried to pass similar resolutions, failed in every one of them. I believe in Tennessee, like this year, like the guy in the state house is like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Uh-huh. And a Christian in the state Senate said, oh, hell no, you're not. we're not playing this game. Wow. And the way they put a stop to it, because they did have a Republican majority, is that the uh, the guy who's in the state Senate, it turns out if you have a bill in the house, you whoever... Uh, signs up as the first co-sponsor of a bill, like in the other chamber, Uh they get to decide when it goes on the legislative schedule. So the guy really quickly is like, I'm the co-sponsor of this bill. And then he just never scheduled it. (laughs) It was so good. It's like, oh, oh, you're, you're very good at this. I I like it.
1: Winning and losing on technicalities in this episode, I feel. But again,
0: if it doesn't, if this resolution doesn't pass in those states, Uh I, I know it's Texas. I know it's it, they passed the they passed all the crazy bills. Right. There's a chance this. Do, I mean, even if this does pass, it's mm-hmm. one of those like, yeah, well, what did you think was going to happen? But it may not because there's a lot of Christians who are like, don't put our book on this level. Mm-hmm. You better be the King James version, mm-hmm. or else. And if you just say Bible, you're not talking about the real one. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of reasons they may not like this. And sure. this guy was sloppy in the way he wrote the resolution.
1: Oh, of course. So,
0: who knows? <laughs> And the, also the thing I don't get is If you want to have a state book Have a book that defines your state You could have a Cormac McCarthy book A Larry McMurtry book People who define Texas No, that's not even did in consideration Did you know those authors
1: off the top of your head Or did you I look them up earlier? studied
0: them way back in the day <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? If you're in, what was it, Alabama You could have To Kill a Mockingbird mm-hmm. Like, that makes
1: sense that Name person, another book from a state
0: I don't know <laughs> Did Abraham Lincoln write a book? Maybe that should be Illinois. There was one. I don't know. Don't ask me trivia. I'm done with that. He was born in Kentucky, I think.
1: I don't know well, I, why we're the land. Whatever.
0: Of Cowboy books is what I'm getting at. That's your Texas book. Not the Bible. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. It's a dumb idea. <laughs> I did have like three other stories and I'm like, I don't care about them anymore.
1: Oh, okay. We're I mean, great. if you want to be done, I, I, still I have just plenty said plenty g- of gas in my I tank. wrote
0: down we do have to talk about Pinker's sentence, and we did, so I'm good.
1: I mean <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Um boy, oh boy. This was a lot. How long is how long are we gone?
0: Uh seven hours.
1: Oh, cool, cool, we cool, haven't cool. That explains like the squid game. F- the 14 glasses of wine I'm gone to. Yes. Um cool. This is fun. I'm glad we did this at night. Um <clears throat> Since we're dropping this early, if you are in the Chicagoland area and, um, okay, so on Monday, as, as we're talking, so Monday, October 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, um, the Supreme Court is going to see, actually, do you have info about the, the um, case that the Supreme Court is going to be looking at about Roe the v. Roe Wade? The Roe v. Wade,
0: December 1st.
1: December? 1? I thought it was... Yes.
0: There are rallies taking place soon. Oh,
1: I thought they were deciding on it on Monday. They're
0: going to hear the argument in December, um, and they'll decide on it probably in June.
1: Why did I think they were deciding on it? Anyway. They
0: do a lot of crazy shit.
1: Yeah. Well, regardless, there is... Um, some shit is going down with Roe v. Wade and <laughs> the Supreme Court um, coming up. So this weekend, there's um, certainly in um, Washington and Chicago are the only ones I know for sure. Uh, there are some pro-choice marches. Um, I'm going there with, um, my, my friend, Anne, and if anybody is in the area, you know, hit me up. Maybe we can all march together. My, my sweet. I
0: saw the poster she made. It's very nice. Oh,
1: I didn't make it. My husband made it. He is the, uh, talented artist and I am a goon. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I literally hold markers and I'm like, I don't know <laughs> why, uh, so anyway, so I'll be there. I think it's I, uh, 1130 Daily Plaza is where we're kicking off. So I will be there um, with my marching shoes on. If anybody would love to join me, I'll, I will be there to uh, reach out. Um, I guess that's all I had. Oh, Happy. you know what I want to tell everybody? Yes, Hemet and his wife are coming out to dinner with me tomorrow night. It's the first we're, time
0: we've gone out in a long time. It'll,
1: like genuinely. With people. The fr- Do you know the last time the four of us hung out? No. It is... Right before I went to Tam for the first time. Remember Jesus. we met for that we met at that bar in Oak Park?
0: I don't remember Tam. has been
1: <laughs> It's been God. genuinely, it's been probably eight years since like you and your wife and me and my husband. and another couple is joining us, but it's it's gonna be fun. And apparently Kevin did, did a lot of legwork to get his kids supervised. They I guess know how to manage cage? the home. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to vacuum.
0: Yes. Um,
1: anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter um, if you would like. I'm at Jess Blimke. J-E-S-S-B-L-U-E-M-K-E. Um, no, you're not. Yeah, I am. I thought we changed it. My Twitter handle? Yeah. I changed it to Jess Blimke. All right. From Blueberry. <laughs> you don't know. It's late. He's had half a glass of wine. He's out of his fucking mind. <laughs> um... My Etsy shop is Bitches Get Stitched Done. Um, I haven't gotten a lot of a ton of orders in, so I still have plenty of room. If anybody is interested in anything, um, Cooper Duper is my other podcast. I think that's the end of my list. All
0: right, uh, go to hey, if anyone wants to give me
1: a birthday present, they can donate to Planned Parenthood in my name.
0: There you go. Uh, Patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Uh, go to Discord if you want to watch a movie next week with a bunch of people, other yes, listeners. I'm
1: stoked about that. That's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we'll see you next week. All right. Night.